Welcome back, podcast friends, to I Am Healthy and Fit. I Am Healthy and Fit is the affirmation that begins changing your health and fitness from the inside out. I'm Steve Jordan, your health and fitness coach. Welcome, Candice, to the I Am Healthy and Fit podcast. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty healthy and fit today. Thank you. Yeah. How, are, how about you? <laughs> I'm definitely healthy and fit. And we did not even do a pre-recorded uh, interview or conversation. I'm glad that you said you're feeling healthy and fit. That's the first time anybody's ever said that. Oh. be cueing them to do so. <laughs> well, that's great to hear. Definitely. Well, you know, you have a healthy and fit business, and I can't wait to get into this. It's a, a business of making chocolates that will beautify you and make you healthy and fit from the inside out. Who wouldn't want to hear about how healthy chocolate can be for you and those health benefits? But first, I need to know, and my audience would love to know a little bit more about you. So what's the skinny on you and how you became a chocolatier, somebody who... <laughs> Uh, dove into the chocolate business. What's your background? Well, it's definitely not chocolate. It's the fashion world. Ah. I was formerly in the fashion world for about 19 years. Awesome. <laughs> what part of the fashion world? Were you a designer, a stylist? I represented designers. I had a showroom in downtown Los Angeles. And so I, would, I was in the woman's contemporary market. And mm -hmm. so I would represent brands and, and designers and I would get them in all the cool hip stores in the country, you know, from boutiques to department stores. I would travel the world, um, especially depending on what brand I worked for. I worked for an Italian brand and I worked for a Brazilian brand, which brought me really traveling around the world. So I was a sales rep and I did that for about 19 years. Hmm. That sounds like you would get a really interesting perspective on the need and wants of women feeling good and chocolate doing that and how they you know want to feel and look and uh it's a unique perspective i'm sure that you got and an opportunity to be able to create a this again unique opportunity to provide uh, uh a something that is loved worldwide that's really chocolate is a universal language it's a universal food um to be able to help create beauty so how did you get those insights well, it's really funny. Um, it's definitely a story of me. I mean, the fashion industry is not as healthy as you would think it would be. Mm -hmm. um, from the outside, it looks healthy. And I always say when I was in the fashion industry, it was all about beauty on the outside, mm -hmm. looking perfect at all times and always having, you know, just a smile on your face, even though on the inside, I was really falling apart. Mm -hmm. I was dealing with, you know, inflammation, being tired all the time, even though I worked out, I slept eight hours a night. I was always, it's a very stressful world. Um, and so on the inside, I was really just, I felt like I was falling apart on the inside. I mean, I really was. And chocolate was not something that was ever in my radar. I never liked chocolate. And so it's a really interesting path that I went. Um, I left the fashion industry to basically heal my life mm. from the inside out because I had my body shut down on me during um, probably like the three years before I left the fashion world. I lost almost all my vision for two weeks during fashion market week. It's pretty scary. I could barely see, but I was so psycho that I would show up to work and 
I would have, remember just trying to focus with my eyes. I hired an assistant. I said, do I look weird? You know, I have to make sure again, that looking perfect at all times. If my brands thought there was something wrong, they'll just fire you. They don't care. Mm -hmm. They don't care about, you know, your life. They just care about you producing numbers for them and getting them business. Mm -hmm. And it's just like that whole hustle. And I, the inflammation was so bad. Um, I was diagnosed with MS during that week. And so I got a second opinion. They thought it was RA, got a third opinion. They thought it was lupus, maybe RA. I mean, it went on for three years and I knew, I just knew intuitively, I need to change my life. This is not, this is from stress. Like I know that I've got to live a different life. I've got to live a more, a life that's more inspirational. Um, I was really good at what I did. I was extremely successful. And that's why I think I, I held on for so long. It was also, you know, a young single mama that also added to, you know, I just had a lot on my plate and, you know, again, I would walk around with a smile on my face and no one would have any idea mm. until my body just shut down. So that was sort of the start of, you know, a new pathway for me. Um, that was my wake up call that I either need to wake up and get back to myself, or I am going to wind up in bed and not be able to walk, not be able to move, be in so much pain from my inflammation. And I knew that. I knew that I had a choice that I'm either going to, you know, change my life or it's going to go on like this. Mm-hmm. And I decided to do the scary thing and jump out into the unknown and just basically walk in a new direction, not even knowing where I'm headed. And I decided I, people always ask me what I got inspired by. And I got inspired by the 18 year old version of me where I was a free spirit. You know, I would sew up all these clothes and go to poetry readings and just be like a little, like, you know, free, wild little bohemian. And, you know, and I, I thought I used to be an artist. I got away from that. I used to be a lot more free spirited. Like I want to channel her back in. I want her back in my life because I thought I lost all that. Mm. And so I decided to start doing things that were creative. And I started, you know, going to woman's circles and meeting other like-minded women, you know, instead of going out and drinking. Cause in the fashion world, we drink all the time. That world is so unhealthy. You have no idea. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. You can't eat carbs. You're drinking champagne and French fries because, you know, the champs and fries diet is just, you know, what girls are on. And, <laughs> and then you work out like a man in the morning. That's it's hilarious. just, yeah. And we used to make jokes about it, but you know, and I just couldn't live in this way where I was putting myself down anymore. It's such a self-deprecating world. Mm-hmm. At least that was my experience. And I just thought I need to start loving myself. And so I, I walked away from everything I knew. I closed down my showroom, fired all my brands, fired my employees. It took about a year process, but then, then I just walked away from it. I was like, I, I, I got to be done. Um, so I started doing things I love. I signed up for Toastmasters. I was really scared to do public speaking. I always spoke publicly, publicly, but it was about, you know, this is the fashion collection. Um, it wasn't about what was in my heart and soul. And I just got done with being scared. I'm like, I'm going to go after everything that scares me. And I think from there, I'm going to really get to where I need to go. I just felt this inkling, like I need to start living a more authentic life. I just hid for so long. I played small. I made myself smaller than everyone around me. I'm very vibrant and sunshiny. And people are always saying like, well, you're always glowing. And I would really like push that down because it was uncomfortable. In the fashion world, it was very, it was like, I felt too vibrant. Um, 
And I decided, who cares? I'm going to do me. And if anyone judges me, I don't care. So then I signed up for nutrition school, became a holistic health coach. Um, I started working with an integrative doctor and I got to the root of my causes. It was stress, 100% stress. And if I didn't reverse those autoimmune issues, they would have become autoimmune diseases. And during that process, I was healing my gut from, have you heard of candida? Sure. Yeah. So I had candida really bad. I had, you know, my adrenal fatigue. I had my thyroid was off. My hormones were off. And this is classic, you know, 101 of total burnout of adrenal fatigue and living a life on a fast forward button and high heels with lots of bags and hands. <laughs> well, it's, uh, yeah. it's a, it's, that is a, a story that I've heard all too often. And, Absolutely. Uh, and I see too often, obviously as a health coach, people come to me to get healthier fit, but you know, in a world today where, I mean, we are living in the fast lane, things are happening in milliseconds now. Absolutely. Not even like you can't, wait an hour to get back to somebody. People expect responses immediately and uh, time is really very valuable. So I end up, uh, I see this, this story too much. Obviously yours is very unique and there's a, a common denominator here and it's self-love, right? Um, yes. That's what I, I really feel. And I can appreciate that because I tend to go out of that as well um, where I've had the challenge of, of self-loving until I did a few things like yourself going into, you know, a Toastmasters, which I did, which is fearful. For oh, you me. did? It's amazing, right? Yeah, it was incredible. Um, I thought it was one of the most exhilarating. I took up speaking class, public speaking class in college, where mm -hmm. I found my natural ability to be a good storyteller and talk right. in front of an audience. Actually, I think I was more confident in front of an audience than a better storyteller. So, yeah, <laughs> but that, hey, you know what, though? That's great. Yeah. And you've was, got personality. That's all you need. Yeah. And it, that, was, <laughs> that was what was great. And so then, like you said, going into the, going into your fears and really lighting them up rather than playing small, there's too many people in life playing small. What would you tell somebody who's listening right now who's really feeling that? Because I'm certain that everybody feels it at some point in their life. And if they're listening to this podcast, they're, they're looking for answers. They're looking for tips. They're looking for a better opportunity to be healthier and fit from the inside out. What would you tell them? I mean, there's a lot of different things I would tell them. First, I would say, you know, to, to do it anyways. I always say, what's, what's the worst that's going to happen? Are you going to die from going out and, you know, and doing like, for me, am I going to die by going out and talking about myself in an authentic way, right? Going out, sharing my story. What's the worst that's going to happen if I stand up and speak in public? I'm not going to die. I'm, I'm really not. I might be really nervous, but in order for us to grow, you always have to remember that we can't be, if we're at a standstill, that's where illness can come in. That's where boredom, that's where depression, you know, in life, you know, if we're always evolving and you always sort of want to be uncomfortable, right? It's like exhilarating. It's mm -hmm. that's where you, you know, you're growing. And I think once you do something that's uncomfortable, pick one small thing. You don't have to pick your major thing. Pick one small thing, do it, and you'll see how good you feel. I feel so proud of myself that, you know, I remember doing my first Toastmaster speech, and it's like I was, I never been more scared in my life. And it was the, the speech was based on, you know, getting comfortable with being comfortable. Mm. And that was what I was talking about. So it's basically getting comfortable with just being uncomfortable. It really is what it is. And just do it. And, you know, I think 
for me, you know, I was dealing with low self-esteem. I, I went back to therapy. I'm a huge, like I, I talk about this now, especially with, you know, so many people out there with depression and people, you know, letting, you know, taking their own lives. I, I want to talk about it because that's really helped me really work on a deep level to give myself also those tools. So if someone, it depends on how scared someone is for whatever reasons it is. If it's just, they're scared, go out and do it. If it's because you're dealing with bigger issues of maybe past trauma, you know, go check out a therapist, you know, uh, start hanging out with like-minded people. And then when you start hanging out with like-minded people who are also speaking, you're like, this is normal. Like this is very normal now, yes. you know, just surrounding yourself with that. I would say those would be some top ideas, but it doesn't, it's, it becomes, it becomes your life. You yeah. kind of want it, you know? It does. It's a momentum. You've got to create it. One, you know, they say one great, uh, you know, one great step for mankind, one great, you know, leap for, for humanity, right? It's a huge like thing to just take one step at a time, do something little, which I loved you saying, because I oftentimes, I believe we often try to go too big too soon. Absolutely. And, and again, that's the fast results today, tomorrow. Doesn't happen in anything you do. No. And, and you set yourself for failure doing that. And if you do do that, exactly, you're going to set yourself up for failure or you're going to crash and burn and then you're going to find yourself where you were or in, in, in a worse off position. So there is no, no fast track to get anywhere. Um, every successful individual I've worked with, uh, including talking to you who has a very successful business and a life takes time and commitment. You need to put in the hours. You need to put in the, find the resources. I love what you said about surrounding yourself around others who you want to be like, right? Absolutely. Um, there's something that I learned a few, uh, which is worth noting a few years ago that I never really took uh, note of this, but when we're children, our, our parents or the people who raise us, um, even our teachers typically steer you in a direction of who you want to surround yourself with. They'll say, make sure you choose your friends wisely. Yeah. You know, you, you, or I don't like you hanging out with him or her. That's not the right kind of person, right? We judge, but it's for the good. We want to make sure that the ones we love, especially in the early years, are surrounding themselves around people who are going to lift them up, not bring them down. Well, we tend to lose sight of that when we're older. And we need to be more mindful of that. What we just said there about surrounding yourself around others that you uh, would like to be like, that you should be not the smartest person in the room. You shouldn't be the most <laughs> person in the room. You shouldn't yeah. be even the healthiest or fit. If you are, then maybe you need to find better friends or newer friends. I wouldn't say better, but new friends so that you can elevate. There's always another level. And there's so many opportunities today with the internet and communities and uh, different outreach programs and seminars and lectures to surround yourself around that. So I encourage our listeners to, to think about that and to take action on that today. Uh, like we said, one step, that could be the first step to help you elevate yourself. Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more. And another thing, and you kind of said it is, yeah, if you're not hanging around those people, listen to someone who does inspire you, you know, listening to a podcast like you. I actually got into, do you know who Gabby Bernstein is? I don't. At the time, so she was sort of, she's like one of like the first young hip sort of, uh, you know, like a Dr. Wayne Dyer, but she was like the young hip, you know, version oh. for like younger women and men. 
And I, she was really, she's very relatable. So I started listening to her. She's, you know, does meditations, a lot of spiritual talks and things like that. And it really, you know, because I realized I lost myself. I got so far away that that's why I became so ill. And just listening to all these people, I would listen to Wayne Dyer. I mean, what a wonderful man he was. And yeah, I would just surround myself with, you know, cause sometimes we don't want to read, you know, we get a little bit like, you know, I buy all these books and you know, you're in the car, you can't read, we're driving a lot. So you could just pop on these podcasts that are more inspirational and you can start doing that. And then there's events that happen all over the place. I mean, especially if you're in Los Angeles, they're happening. I'm at several events a week and there's people, communities coming together and it's incredible. There's always, you know, it's like the mind, body, soul. And, you know, I go to these events, they start off, you know, meditation, you know, then there's like speaking different speakers and then there's people coming together and everyone's just talking. So you can meet people at events like this. Definitely. It's incredible what's going on in LA. And I mean, it's going on around the world. I do know as well. And, you know, the world is flat today, a short flight, a train ride, a car ride away, you know, several hours, totally worth your time and investment. Never traveled anywhere to an event and regretted ever doing it. Ever. I I agree with you. And you might be a little nervous, but look at it as butterflies. Like, remember, you know, like going on your first date, you know, you're nervous, but it's more like it's excitement, right? Look at it like that. Like, this is my, I'm excited. I'm not just, you know, enjoy it, go through it. Totally. So what is your favorite book to recommend and or read since you just brought up the topic of books? Oh, books. I know. So (laughs) I am trying to think of like one in particular. I, it's so funny because I have so many books that I would say one of the books that I got into is Brene Brown and Mm -hmm. it was Daring Greatly. And that was something that stood out to me because my, my, actually my neighbor bought it, my really good friend. And she was you know, you need to read this book. This is exactly what you're going through. And I couldn't believe how well written it was and how like she is in my brain. And it was so inspira- inspirational. Um, and just listening to her because she's such a real person. And I would say that would be a really great book to read. It's funny. My therapist, when I was seeing her <laughs> on a regular basis, referred that book to me. Oh, is that right? Did you end up reading it? I did. And that was a, an amazing book. And I just watched yeah. I just watched oh. the Netflix program. Yes. And- if you oh. guys are, you know, into hearing somebody who's a prolific, just insightful individual who is relatable, like you said, that will help shift the way that you can think about things. Brene Brown on Netflix is a great opportunity to do that to get start to start somewhere. That I just watched it on a flight um, recently, and I was I want to watch it again. I was blown away. Mm-hmm. Because I love that she's talking about failure, right? Like failure is success. You know, you want to be able to fail in life. You want to be able to be so authentic and to be so uncomfortable. And, you know, what I've learned is if people are going to judge me, that is a reflection of them. That has nothing to do with me. We all come from different backgrounds and different ways that we grow up. So that was something that was a huge one for me. Just stop worrying about what other people think. Definitely. Me too. And I think it's harder (laughs) today because- Of social media, you know, when we were growing up or even just, God, it's so crazy to think seven years ago before Instagram and maybe 10, 15 years ago before Facebook, where everybody saw what we were up to, um, if we posted, you you didn't run the risk of having to be a failure in front of numbers. It was just a failure in front of like people around you and those people around you 
were typically your close friends or family that you knew weren't going to judge you. But now we're feeling like we're on a platform, a stage in front of thousands, if not hundreds of millions of thousands, right? Um, so it's a, a scary place. And, I, and the, the human psyche has to change and evolve. And what I think Brene Brown is doing is helping us recognize the shift that needs to occur in the way that we think, the way we perceive vulnerability. That vulnerability is not weakness, it's strength. The Absolutely. Fail and you know, face that failure and then rise above is, is paramount. Every person that has ever been successful from Abraham Lincoln's autobiography to Steve Jobs, there's hundreds of failures in between their successes. I, I absolutely agree with you. And I, and I hope it also inspires people to be more authentic and to show that online as well, because there's a lot of people showing a fake side of themselves where their lives do look perfect. I would say not to go down a rabbit hole, follow people who do inspire you, you know, follow Brene Brown on online because, you know, don't follow people where you feel it makes you feel bad about yourself. Um, I would say just follow them, like follow people that just make you feel happy because there's so much going on online. There's a lot of, you know, phoniness. There is a lot of realness. I have been seeing more and more of people being authentic, which I think is wonderful. Um, but it is, it's a life of, I try to shut it down too. Like, okay, I'm not going to be on social media for half the day or because I can't be on there constantly. It's, it's a, it's a sucker. <laughs> it sucks the energy and time. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. So Beauty Bar Chocolate is your brand. You created this out of thin air. How and where? <laughs> so I, after I left. From beauty and fashion to chocolate <laughs> and beauty. I know. It's interesting. So it was part of my healing journey. After nutrition school, I wanted to bring back that creativity, like I was saying earlier. And I knew I didn't want to be a health coach. My background was selling and having a product. And I knew, I was like, I want to have my own product line, but what is it, right? And I, when I went on the Candida diet, I went sugar-free, added adaptogens and collagen, and that really started to help me. But by going sugar-free, all of a sudden, and I never liked sugar, like I was never a sweet tooth, um, but there's sugars in everything, let's face it. I mean, even in you know, the alcohol I was drinking. So I really, um, I started craving chocolate, like mad crazy. And people around me thought it was hysterical because they knew I never really liked it. Um, and I started searching and scouring all of the hippie stores, you know, Whole Foods and Air One and buying up all the sugar-free chocolate. And what I found out was it either tasted gross or it had fake sugars or was filled with all kinds of like crud in it that was going to affect my gut health even further. And I signed up for Matthew Kenny Culinary School Oh. And lo and behold, they had the chocolate part, which lasted about a week, week and a half. And I did a two-month program. It was like 40 hours a week. Let me tell you, I brought back my cre creativity in ninefolds. And in order to graduate, you had to come up with, a, with your own product line. It, it came to me just like that. I said, uh, it's going to be a chocolate brand. I'm going to add all these you know, superfoods and things that make you beautiful from the inside out. And it's going to be called Beauty Bar Chocolate. It's going to look like little Parisian soap boxes, like mm. kind of more vintage and but modern. It just came to me. I think I had the designed within 20 minutes. It was just pouring out of me. Love and it. I then designed the actual chocolate and I presented it to class. Everybody loved it. Um, everyone's like, yeah, you should launch this. And so when I was done, graduated, 
I sat with it because I thought originally I would do a cookbook with lifestyle. And, you know, I always was into beauty foods because I'm like anything to make my skin glow, anything to make me feel great. Those are the foods I want to focus on. I had always been into that, but I got way more into it. And I sat with it. I started getting back to meditation and I sat with, it. I kept seeing chocolates in my meditation. I kept seeing chocolates and all these doors opening. And I thought that's the other thing is trusting yourself. Okay. I'm going to trust myself. I'm going to just, let's just launch this brand and see what happens. You know, this is like something really, truly from my heart and soul. I was scared, crapless. I was so scared and everyone around me is like, you just should do it. It's chocolate. It's amazing. Are you out of your mind? Like, this is so good. So I launched it last February, which a little bit over a year ago. And the response was amazing. Like right off the bat, I got in Sunset Magazine, the editor in chief found it at some store I sold to. All these influencers were posting it. And I am a networking queen. So like I am, you know, I'm already at events. I already have friends that are health coaches. I already know all these people in the wellness world, of course, just being in it for like, you know, at the time, like a few years. Um, and they all wanted it. Then they're sharing it. I, that's really how I got started. It was, it's really my brand of like my journey to healing. Now I'm like, I want to share a product that helps people feel beautiful and glowing from the inside out. Mm. And I say, you know, eat for peace, focus and glowing skin. And peace was a big thing for me, like bringing down the peace in your body. That's really something that if we have peace in our body, our mind is more clear and we're more focused, you know, illness can't really live in a body that's just calm and peaceful, right? And your skin will glow and you'll look beautiful. But it's something, you know, going within and really feeling, you know, that's, that's really when I started to heal as well, is when I really started to focus on that beautiful, beautiful and healthiness from the inside out, rather than getting facials and just trying to make myself look beautiful and perfect at all times. That wasn't working. And then just that self-love aspect and just going out and just being me. And honestly, it's been, it was the most scariest thing I've ever done in my life, but it's been so, I mean, it's come back to me in ninefolds and I'm so proud of myself for launching Beauty Bar Chocolate. It's, I've, it's opened doors for me that never, I never would have envisioned. I was just featured in Forbes. Wow. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> Angelino Magazine did an article of my, of me last month and they called me the chocolate guru. Awesome. <laughs> So yeah, it's exciting all this press I've been getting. Well, I love it. And I'm proud of you too. I'm, Thank I'm you. grateful to know you. And what I'm proud of is your story of you know, where you were to where you went. And that's where I believe that most people here in this podcast you know, were or are and want to go is we need help. Everybody needs to elevate. You've done that clearly. You went from really tired and sick and out of yeah. health and fitness to a place where now you're providing it to others uh, using a, I want to say a, a benign ingredient, but many people would think that chocolate is benign, right? It's everywhere, right? You can go, yeah. to, a, go to a CVS and buy chocolate. You can go and get chocolate, you know, at the highest level, um, you know, somewhere, let's just say like a Godiva, right? That yeah. Be a high brand. But like, it's something that you wouldn't really think about being so nutritional, so helpful to create what I love. You said peace on the inside, right? Because people are definitely stressed out. Uh, beauty and, and love and connection through food. It's important. That is what food does. Mm -hmm. You provided me before we even did this show with samples of your product. 
And I'm a chocolate fiend. Anybody who knows me since I was a kid. <laughs> Is that right? I love chocolate. We'll always choose chocolate. If I have a choice between chocolate, vanilla, chocolate all the way. And <laughs> any, but now my chocolate has refined. I've gotten more into the high cacao, like right. 88% or more, 90%. Yours was so smooth. It was like tasting a, a and I don't want to use alcohol as an analogy, but I'm going to, uh, <laughs> you know, like a, a, a whiskey or a vodka or a tequila that was just so pure that had just the right ingredients and, and just was, was just blissful in my mouth. I loved it. Oh, that makes me so happy. Swear to God. It, it, it took awesome. me months and months to craft to get it perfect. And my wife is a tough critic in the kitchen. She's very good. She's got culinary skills naturally and organically that she learned from her mom in Japan. Um, and she loved it as well. And oh. that you got two thumbs up over here. In the oh, that's amazing. But I'll be sending you, I'll be sending you guys more. Awesome. Um, that's got, so we, sweet. We've, yeah, we've, I use, I use a very high quality cacao. It's a Rio Reba. I've gone down a whole chocolate rabbit hole. I mean, I had no idea how big this hole was. I mean, it's just a whole other world. And I really wanted, I wanted to offer the most amazing ingredients in my, in my brand. So I use a very high quality cacao. I use sun potion adaptogens. I sweeten it with monk fruit from a brand called Lakanto. I love talking about the brands I use because I, I believe in them. Um, and I, and it's super pure ingredients. The first part has some vanilla and some sea salt and the rhodiola, which helps with brain focus, balancing hormones. That's where I call peaceful energy. I used to live life like on this fast forward button and then how much more energy I could get from coffee, mm -hmm. you know, and adaptogens really help, you know, with your stress and bringing all that down where coffee just literally robs you. If you just keep drinking, 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 you know, and yeah, some people do well on coffee, but it was giving me anxiety. It was making my heart beat faster. It was making my adrenal fatigue worse and then ruining my hormones. And it just wasn't good for me. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second bar I added, um, it's, it's a CBD hemp derived um, to my second bar because that's something that works similar to an adaptogen. Mm -hmm. It helps with stress. It helps with inflammation. It helps with anxiety. And all these things, like anything I can do to bring down the stress for people. And cacao is a superfood. And the funny thing is, it's, it's grounding. Yeah. I have never been grounded by nature. It's something I work on every day. And I think maybe I was drawn to cacao because it's grounding. And I was lacking in magnesium. And magnesium is a lot, a lot of us are lacking in. And in fact, I always say I traded in my nightly glass of champagne for magnesium. It's nice. like a natural Xanax, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> And the chocolates that you provide, uh, in, you, know, you have three different options? I'm going to be launching a third. You're yeah. getting psychic. <laughs> cool. Well, the options that you offer, I mean, have definitely, you know, all these adaptogens and superfoods in it. They don't make you feel high and they don't crap. No. Like, no. You're not, like, they may make you feel good and satiated and blissful and peaceful, uh, but you don't get that sugar high like you would get from eating a normal chocolate. And you exactly. don't get crash after eating something that's going to spike up your, your uh, glycemic index. So you want to, I mean, you can have, and what I like about yours too, they come in small packages um, and you don't need a lot. They're broken. No, up. it's really rich. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like a piece. I think a bar lasted us for almost a week. Oh, that's incredible. Sometimes yeah. people eat the whole bar. They're like, what's going to happen to me? I'm like, nothing. 
Yeah. It's absolutely fine. And, you know, eliminating, the more you can eliminate sugar, as you know, that robs our youth, that robs our beauty. Mm-hmm. That's where our bodies become acidic. And quite honestly, like I want to look as young and glowing and feel as amazing as I can for the rest of my life. And well, sugar you look young. will really age you. We're doing a video right now. You won't see this if you know, you're listening. We don't put this online anywhere, but you look beautiful. You're radiant, your skin Thank is you. glowing. You have that smile, just the internal beauty that's emanating and radiating outward. So, and that's not, I'm not telling any fab, like <laughs> just to make you feel good. Thank you. I appreciate um, so that it. Is, I honestly say that with the sincerity. Um, and you. Well, no doubt that it is the food that you eat and how you feel on the inside. Um, that's why you have to believe feeling and being healthy and fit before you can even achieve it because there is no measure. You're always going right. to want more. It's never, I'm going to get to this goal and that's going to make me feel good. I bet you a million dollars you won't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I agree with you 100% on that. It's, so we got to do you know, it's daily become a lifestyle, right? It's like, again, it goes back to picking one small thing because over time that becomes a great deal. You can't just look at someone and go, I want to be like that. Now tomorrow I'm going to be like that. It's taken me, I've left the fashion industry. I mean, I've done a lot. Um, I think it was about three years ago now, mm-hmm. a little over three years ago. And I've created a whole new life, but I, yes, I got rid of my inflammation. I got rid of a lot of these autoimmune issues I was dealing with. But I still, you know, I'm working on my self-love. I am a hundred times better than I was, you know, a year ago, two years ago. But we're always going to evolve. We're always going to work on ourselves. And it takes time, you know, and every day is different. Some days I feel like I'm on fire. Other days it's like WTF. What did I get myself into this chocolate world? (laughs) And then, you know, those are the days where I go and I walk down to the beach or meet up with a friend or just do maybe a, you know, meditation or something just to kind of, you know, reboot myself and every day will be different for everyone. So it's just being patient and kind and picking small things we can do every day. That really helps. It becomes a lifestyle. It's not like, oh, I'm on a, you know, I, I don't, I'm not into de- these like, you know, diets or, you know, because that's something that I was always, I felt like I was always trying to live on a diet. It's just living your life. Like you want it to be a lifestyle. That's right. You, do, you certainly do. And that's what we, we promote here. And I know you promote. So tell us about the third chocolate bar that's coming. Oh, up. it's really exciting. Um, I'm actually going to, I think actually I might start trying to make it after I hang up with you today because I kind of blocked out the rest of my day today. Um, and it's going to be, I'm going to play with a milk chocolate. So it's going to be a coconut milk powder. I'm trying a brand called Laird's. I don't know if you're familiar with that brand. Laird Hamilton. I love them. They actually love beauty bar chocolate, but I want to test out um, a milk chocolate version. I'm going to use herbs that help you go to sleep. So mm. I'm playing with passion flower and L-theanine and chamomile. And I'm playing with all these things that again, promote peace. And you know, you can eat these squares, maybe one for relaxation and three for you're going to sleep. Mm. Um, so these will be a natural way. And then I'm going to work on a more masculine bar because men have become one of my biggest fans. It's the cutest thing. I never expected it. Um, I work with the Bulletproof guys. Mm-hmm. The CEO and owner love um, Beauty Bar Chocolate. I was just at their biohacking event. That's where I met one of your friends. Yes, you did. And it was an amazing, I mean, the men go crazy for it. And they walk around with the pink box eating it. And they're just so happy. So I thought, I'm going to make them like a cute masculine bar. 
<laughs> a brilliant idea. Yeah. Yeah. So you can let me know what you like. I'll show you my prints. <laughs> oh, sure. Send it my way. I'd love to give you my constructive yes. criticism. Um, well, you know, your branding is great. Your social media, your, your networking queen, like you said. Yeah. Um, what, you know, and it's not, like you said, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. No. What are some of the pitfalls or challenges you're faced with building this brand that you are encountered with on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? Oh, wow. I have a lot of them. I just had one yesterday. I was in my kitchen. Um, I'm in a commercial kitchen now and I've never dealt with the health department. I was really scared and they were just doing, you know, a checkup. Right. And so I'm in there and it was just any minute they're going to arrive. Right. And I need to make sure I have it. I don't know if I have everything perfect. I've, being in the food world uh, is so scary because I mean, it's a whole other different, you know, you need to make sure you're doing everything proper. So that's why I'm in a really amazing commercial kitchen um, called um, Urban Foodies Kitchen in Sun Valley. And she's, the owner's amazing. Um, but she takes care of everything. Um, it's sort of a great place to grow, right? So one day I'll have my own chocolate factory. But it wasn't as, like they came, they made a few recommendations of like, oh, you need to have this labeled, but everything else looked amazing. And, you know, that really was stressful just because you just don't know how that's going to work out. Um, because I, I've never dealt with it. And the other things would be, I mean, when I first launched is getting, how do I get a box made? Where do you even get a box made at? How, where do you find a designer? I went through three of them. None of them could do it. It's really having patience. Mm. And then recently I've learned to hire people of the things I'm not good at. I do need help with, you know, maybe someone writing my emails, like email marketing. So I just hired someone. She's going to take care of that. I'm going to hire a finance person because I, let's face it, I'm not good at figuring out like the back end stuff like that. I hate it. I am really good at networking, being the face of my company, being at events and sales and meeting with, you know, different people. I am really good at that. I want to focus on that and then hire people to do the things that I'm not good at. Mm -hmm. So just being honest with yourself. What are you good at? Obviously, when you first start a business, you have to do it all. And I'm getting to the point now where I can start delegating here and there. So there's every day there's something new that I've never dealt with. So it's just really trying to breathe and say it's going to be okay. Just awesome. like yesterday, it all worked out. Yeah. Definitely. My chocolates are, are great. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're not feeling great, have some chocolate. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's something you're just not getting stressed. Try not to freaking out, freak out too much. But, you know, it's just one day, one day at a time here over here at chocolate world over here <laughs> it's a great perspective and you have to have that it's um, important to have that and I think our audience needs to really be reminded of that everything doesn't take again we said this earlier in this episode doesn't happen overnight you need to take time you need to be patient as you said and uh, that is really important you need to know that it, it, like there's a saying Rome wasn't built in a day Oh, I've heard that a lot because I always tried to build Rome in a day. Yeah. I think this is one of the reasons I got so ill is I, I pushed myself so hard and I would try to build Rome in like, in like an hour, five mm -hmm. minutes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oftentimes people look at somebody like you, they look at somebody like me who we have obvious signs of success and they say, wow, they're really successful. I want to do that. I want to be them. I want to be better than them, whatever, however, whatever it looks like. But yet... And they celebrate us and we celebrate ourselves and we're grateful for that. And um, that is all fine and dandy. However, they don't realize what we did, the sacrifice, uh, the failure, yeah. the breakdowns, the, 
uh, you know, the roller coaster ride of just getting to where we are, and even still today, and that's why I asked you the question: What do you dealt? What do you deal with on a daily basis, or weekly, or monthly basis that you know challenges you? Because we deal with challenges all the time. Right Absolutely. now, we're with the challenge of of uh, my schedule. I, I'm saying this for the first time outward is that in the summer, my clients who are have been with me for many years, some 13 years. Many of them tend to leave. They go on holidays. They yeah. travel to their second homes. They, they leave. And what happens is my business slows down. My income slows down. I'm at a point in my life where I can't honestly afford to lose income because I, you know, I have a certain lifestyle that I need to maintain and Absolutely. want to keep growing. But what happens is I can't fill in the gaps right now because it's not fair to those people when those other people who have priority of my schedule come in and I say, sorry, you can't have this time slot anymore. I've got somebody who's been here for 13 years coming in and, you know, I got to move them somewhere or I can't work with them anymore and it becomes a challenge or I put them in a time slot that now my schedule is maxed out. I can't do podcasts, can't write my book, can't spend time with my family and do the things that I want to do and I'm miserable. And it's like this challenge, like, what do I do? And so now I'm shifting my, uh, my offering rather than selling sessions or programs, I'm selling memberships and it's going to create a, a steady income for me to be able to uh, provide. Sounds all easy and you're like, oh great, that's easy, that sounds good. But having those conversations with those people is going to be really challenging. Confronting the possibility of them saying, no way, I'm not going to do that. Why would I pay you for when I'm not there? Doesn't make sense to me, you know, but I might have to then say, well, then I'm sorry, this isn't going to work out because I need somebody who can because I need to maintain a certain, you know, business standard. And that's a really big challenge. So that's what I'm faced with today. I don't know why I'm telling everybody this. But I'm glad that you are. It's a yeah. huge boundary. And I think that you're, it's fair to do that. And I think that these people would understand it as well. If they don't, then yeah, maybe it's not the right fit, but that you can respect. You're laying down, this is what I have to do. And because you want to have you still want to be able to have free time as well. You don't want to be so maxed out. That's again, where people end up ill. Yes. Yeah. You know, gyms, they, uh, they charge memberships. You can't. Absolutely. Like, That's a great way to put it. That's yeah, a great way a, to put it. Going on a week's vacation or two weeks vacation. I'm going to freeze my membership. They don't freeze your membership unless it's like two months or it's a medical emergency of some sort or whatever. Like yeah. they still got to pay. Well, you know what? My therapist does that. I see her once a week and there was a few days where I couldn't see her. And she said, you know, she told me the same thing. I have to keep it consistent and I have to charge you even if you're not here. And I thought that, okay. I mean, it definitely makes me want to get there, yeah. right? Or figure out another time slot to kind of make up for it. But I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. I think that's a great solution. Thank you. But well, honestly. I'm grateful that we shared it. It doesn't really yeah. have anything, but it has something to do with yeah, just it does. the yeah. challenges of what we're yeah. faced with that, you know, daily we have to work through. And what I liked about this was that I was open and vulnerable and shared with you and you as a businesswoman shared what your feedback was and your experience in this was and now it makes me even feel more confident in yes. going <laughs> forward with this. And so, yeah. You know, I didn't have, this was not a planned conversation, just being able to be open and vulnerable and share what's on my mind. And that's what podcast is about. We want to encourage, we want to inspire and help you get more open, help you create opportunities to be vulnerable, authentic, and real with the people around you. And in this, in this particular podcast, 
It's about being healthy and fit because many people hide what they, you know, what they're feeling. You did that earlier and you, you said I was smiling all the time, working my tail off, you know, pr providing and proving that I was worthy to keep this job because if I showed weakness or if I called out sick or if I showed any, you know, signs that I was ill, I might get fired. That's terrible. It's a terrible way to live. And I'm grateful that you right. found that opportunity to get out of that environment and space and provide something that's more uh, fruitful for you financially and it gives you more stability, but more freedom and creativity, right. which is the true essence. Um, so I want to be able to provide people here an opportunity to see this light for themselves. If you're not happy, do something about it. Take yeah. action. Absolutely. I always say, because success used to be for me, um, you know, I made a lot of money at a young age and I was always super successful with quote unquote success, right? It's like, I used to walk around saying, oh, I worked for four weeks straight. I mean, do you know how many times I would work for four to six weeks, literally straight going from, you know, state to state, going to trade show to trade show. Oh, I, you know, people walk around saying, I got no sleep last night. And it's, a, you're supposed to celebrate this and how much money you're making. Obviously, yes, we want to have money to pay our bills and to live a nice life. But at the end of the day, at what expense? Your health and well being. To me, today, success is my health and my well being. And I am still making money, right? I'm going to make more and more money. I'll probably, I know I'll end up exceeding what I did before, but I'm doing it, at a, I'm growing my business at a slow rate on purpose because. I find myself going back into my type A where I'm like, I got to get it done. I got to, you know, that old mentality of being success. And I realize, no, you need to relax. Um, I have indications that start coming in. I start feeling tired. I, my hands start getting tighter. Um, and that is an indication where, oh, my inflammation could come back. Like mm -hmm. that is my, you know, back off. Like we all have something. Some people get headaches. Some people feel, you know, whatever it is. To me, I'm like, I, I will cancel the rest of the appointments or I, I will take a time out. And I can get back to this, you know, it's not going to go away, but success at the end of the day is your health and your well-being. And mm -hmm. it sounds like that's what you are sort of, you know, your family comes first, your wife, your kids, you know, it's your health and well-being. You're, you love doing the podcasting. So that is a way to show that you are doing your lifestyle and your business and you're having boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries is a hard one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. It certainly is. Especially when yeah. you're in this business, trying to please others and make other people feel satisfied mm -hmm. and um, happy with the service they're receiving, it's hard to create a boundary because it oftentimes shuts people down. Absolutely. I mean, I had to cancel a huge event I was supposed to be part of today. And I just simply thought, I can't do it. I'm pushing myself. I have two events this weekend. And I reminded myself that I need to say no hmm. to things that just are not in line with where I'm at. And I always have FOMO, but I got over it. <laughs> and I'm so glad now I can go spend the other half of the day and go test out my new recipe yeah. because that to me, I'm like, that's more important. You know, again, I love networking and going out and being, you know, but you also have to have that, you know, you know, you have to, you have to know your limit. Yeah. And you, you probably would be very busy in that time, but it may not, and you would use a lot of energy and you may yes. not, um, it may not be as productive as it will be when you go to the to the shop and your to your cooking state um, to your uh, what's the word I'm looking for the kitchen yes and create new recipes that are Absolutely. going to impact a bigger global mass and provide more for you later on exactly onset gratification 
Exactly. So getting smarter with that, thinking, what is it that I really need to do? That's what I need to do. And I can't say yes to everything. Um, I also just hired an assistant who's now doing chocolate tastings for me because I can't be at everywhere um, at all times, even though I would love to, if I could be a hundred people, I would be, but that's not possible. I'm not a robot. <laughs> I'm human. And I just realized, yeah, exactly what you were saying. So, you know, I said no. So that's definitely something to say no to the things that are not a hundred percent. Awesome. We're going to wrap up with a few yep. questions. Um, my first question is, if you were not eating your own chocolates, what chocolates brand would you choose? Ooh, so what I, what I look for in a chocolate, I, I don't think that there's like one particular brand because I keep testing them out. I love trying other brands, but you definitely want to stick to something that's a very like higher cacao. Um, you always want to make, I would say, you know, 75% and up. Um, I personally could do a hundred because I'm a freak. Um, I know that you said you could wow, do really high. I would do. 100 too. I would do. Yeah. It. But I see it. There's some really great brands at the Brentwood, um, uh, the, Bent, the Brentwood Country market Mart. Yeah. Country Mart. They have, I forget the name of that brand that's in there, but they have like a hundred percent. They have from all over the world. That's a great brand. And I wish I could remember the name. Okay. So you want to look for uh, fair trade, which is like the number one thing. Yes. They're more expensive, but you, you're going to get a chocolate that, I mean, they say it's worse than the diamond industry. So you want fair trade. You want to make sure fair trade. So it's being fairly traded. You're not having any slaves or paying people underneath the table, you know, like really like a low rate wage. So sort of what happens in the fashion industry as well, you know, with some companies where they're, you know, get child labor. Mm -hmm. um, it's just not done in, a, in an ethical way. I mean, there's a lot of horrible things that go on out there in the chalk and because all this cacao is coming from other parts, you know, and a lot of it's coming from South America, from Africa. Um, and it's just, there's some, there's some really um, horrible things going on. So I always say you want higher, like 75% and higher, because you have to think about it out of a hundred. So it's 75% cacao then, you know, 15% of it's filled with something, right? So it, it's going to be filled with your sugars or, you know, whatever it is. So take Hershey's, for instance, I think they, I think legally you can only, I think you only have to have like 12 or 15, I think 12% cacao. And so imagine all of that is filled with garbage. That's not chocolate. And that's why chocolate gets a bad rap. So you want to look for the chocolates I look for, are, you know, 75 and higher. They have simple ingredients. It's just cacao paste, butter, sea salt, you know, and some sugar. Or, you know, I use monk fruit for that case. I don't ever see chocolate with monk fruit, but then you get a coconut sugar, like a higher quality. So those are the things that you really want to look for um, is the simple ingredients. You don't want any of the other crud in it. Any, a lot of, you know, any names you can't pronounce or any of these gums, that stuff will affect your gut health and your well-being. So that's what I look for. Great. And I love smalling, finding small brands, you know, like a little, you know, bean to bar type company or, you know, there's a lot of great handcrafted chocolate out there. Cute. I, I haven't heard that bean to bar. That's yeah. They have some bean to bar brands where they actually roast their own beans and then they grind it up and then they become, I've, I've taken some bean to bar classes as well. Really cute. I so try to learn as much as I can so I can help educate others on it. Yeah, it's a, I mean, the cacao business, the cacao is a commodity. It trades on yeah. the stock market. It's a, it's a huge commodity worldwide, like yeah. or gold yeah. or silver. And there's a lot of crud, especially um, what I had learned 
a lot of the brands that do have a lot of sugar is they're covering up their bad beans because mm. their, their beans might be burnt. They'll have dirt in them. It's not done in a good way. So you're, you don't even know because it's covered up with so much sugar mm-hmm. and those things you can give you like yeast and, you know, overgrowth and things like that. If you're eating, it's like with coffee, mm-hmm. you know, if there's mold in it, it's, it's not, it's not good for our health. Totally. Uh, if you were to give somebody health and fitness advice, um, for life, what advice would you give them? Well, I would say to definitely not look around at what other people are doing because we're always going, well, they did it. I want to do what they did because personally I did the juice cleanse and I actually winded up passed out and almost like my doctor said a small coma. My daughter had to come in and like pour guzzle orange juice down my throat. I had a crazy low blood sugar. I was so dizzy. I passed out on the ground. I could barely speak. And I, I didn't learn it until later until I went to nutrition school. It's, you know, you got to find, you got to really hone in on your intuition. So to be intuitive, I used to work out like a man on the beach at like 4 a.m. doing bear crawls in the sand because I thought that's what I had to do. Well, when I went within, I realized I, I do well with like Pilates and, you know, bringing more fats into my diet and, you know, a lot of veggies and, you know, I do well and I, I do well on carbs, like carbs work for me, you know, like quinoa and brown rice. Like I don't do a lot of those things, but they work for me. And a lot, I know a lot of people are like, stay away, they're evil. Well, I don't, I actually am in the best shape of my life and I brought in fat in my diet and I work out less, uh, more low impact. So really going within and, and getting intuitive with the things that you, we all know what we're craving, right? It's like, okay, I know what I need, you know, and you start getting in tuned with that in, in a role. So I would say to, to go there. It's awesome. I know that you're going to give us a, special discount a code for all the listeners of course about this uh, a few weeks ago um i'm going to share it on the on the show notes but can you tell us what the listeners can do to get to you and get to the bars and get a discount on an order absolutely so you can go to beautybarchocolate.com and on there you can purchase it online or you can go to my store locator i'm opening up stores left and right all over the country I'm at events all over the place. If you want to come to a chocolate tasting, follow me over on Instagram or Facebook at Beauty Bar Chocolate and say hi. Ask me questions. I love to answer them awesome. and look forward to meeting them. Fantastic. Well, Candice, it's been an awesome opportunity to get to know you deeper. Uh, I'm super excited to keep working with you. I've got yes. some great things happening in my world that I've been creating over the past several months uh, that includes wellness and health and wellness retreats. And I would love for there to be a possibility for us to work together in some capacity. Whether I would love that. Providing the chocolates to the location, because some of them are going to be around the world, and yes. or even having you at some of them to speak on yeah. The betterment and beauty of chocolate to uh, yeah. give people some insights and new information about how chocolate can help them age gracefully. I would love that. I actually do chocolate meditations as well at some of the events. And I have little samples that are perfect for gift bags and I'm set up to do chocolate tasting. So we'll definitely talk. Awesome. Um, I would love to collaborate. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm appreciative that you spent the time with us. Keep doing what you're doing. Chocolate is not going anywhere. I believe you are... <laughs> Uh, impacting the world in a very positive way and it's just beginning to something even grander. Um, and I hope one day we get to go to the opportunity to go see your, your chocolate factory and yes, store and jump in like a Willy Wonka and dive oh, yeah. into the chocolate. Yes. The healthy Willy Wonka. That's what people yeah, call me. You got, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. 
I love that. This has been so much fun. I really appreciate um, you having me on here. Of course. Anytime. We'll do it again in the future. And until then, everybody stay healthy and fit. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And one more thing before you take off. Would you like to receive a short email from me one time a week on Fridays? Five to Thrive Fridays is a way for me to keep you expanding your health and fitness with five of the coolest things that I find interesting or ideas that I've been thinking about. Health and fitness books, trends, foods, recipes, supplements, anything to keep you feeling healthy and fit over the weekend and beyond. Visit stevejordan.com and click on the hashtag IamHealthyAndFit to leave your email address. And one more important note, if you found this podcast motivating, inspiring, or educational, please share with your family, your friends, coworkers, or anyone that you know who needs to improve their health or fitness. Take a screenshot of this podcast and share on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or any other social media platform. Taking the initiative to share not only helps the people you share it with, but it will help you because the law of giving to get. See, when you give with generosity without expectation, you will receive more for doing so. And this holds true when you want to be healthy and fit, my friends. This is another exercise that I prescribe to all of my clients. And those that have taken it on have undoubtedly seen the most results. So please, take a few more minutes of your time and do it now. Thank you again for listening. I am healthy and fit.